How's it going, guys? Welcome back to Don't Mind If We Hash It Out, episode two, with Chelsea and Nate. This is going to be a solo episode today. Chelsea is making a little more jewelry for her apricity by Chelsea, and we are going to do a quick little uh, reaction episode tomorrow after the Taylor Swift re- remastered of Fearless, and that's what we talked about on the Tuesday episode. We'll go a little more into that. And then how I want to start today is really kind of a, a, a breakdown of our episodes weekly. Um, Mondays are typically are like kind of the news, current events and reactions to re- reality. Like we said in the last episode, reality, pop culture, music, all that kind of stuff. And then we do our I can't segment that we that was in our last episode where we kind of just talk about like what we really can't stand about what's going on in the TV realm, music, all that kind of stuff. And with Wednesday's, with, with sorry, Thursday's episode, uh, we kind of go into a little more of like the nitty gritty of like the, the facts, the uh, reactions, all that kind of stuff to certain TV shows um, through music. A, a big thing for me is the wrestling news um, that I will kind of go into detail today. Um, and then we are going to start um, com- coming out with um, our restaurants of the week coming up. And that kind of goes into um, our restaurant wars, which is a segment we're going to start unveiling, I think, next month. And that's where we kind of pick two of our favorite restaurants and, and kind of compare them, give them our review. We do we typically do our um, a, a 10 scale Chelsea and I, and we kind of go off that and that kind of sets us up for if we want to go back there or not and all that kind of stuff. So just to kind of wrap up, Mondays are really like, I can't segment into a lot of news and stuff where Wednesday, it's kind of a little more bulkier week, a little more on the, of the wrestling because we, we get Wednesday is AW Dynamite, NXT, all that kind of stuff. So we do a little go, go a little more into that. And that's basically how the breakdown is for these episodes. And I'm just going to go right into a big topic on for me. And that's, and that's NXT. NXT takeover was last night, night one. And I was absolutely proud of what I saw. I mean, my gosh, it, they have come from this pandemic with no, with no fans in this, in this, in, in the, uh, CWC, the new uh, performance center, to having people there, and they actually um, last night got rid of some of the plexiglass and kind of made it feel like uh, the fans could, were like really close to the action. I really like that, and um, started off with a really good match with Kushida and Pete Dunne, and that's just a match of submission specialists, and Kushida just spending all his time in Japan crafting it. I really thought Pete Dunn came out on the gate trying to um, just get him with a submission real quick. I thought that was really good for him to kind of keep up the pace. And that's something that I feel Kushida did not see coming. And that's what made him kind of do a lot of the catching up in the match. A lot of, a lot of him kind of going through the motion in a sense what I saw, which kind of led to his bitter end, one, two, three, Pete Dunn winning. And that was it, it was a nice stepping stone into start, which I think is going to be one of the best takeovers they've ever done. That's why it's two nights. I think this is it's the biggest card ever. And then from there, we went we go right into a a awesome 
gauntlet match, which led into the um, whoever won that go against Johnny Gargano, the North American champion, the next night. And the way they did this was the week before they did another gauntlet, and whoever went out first uh, was the first person that came into the match, second, and so on. And that person that went out last actually got to go into the gauntlet match last, and that is a huge benefit, especially especially in looking for that title shot. I mean, that you want to be last, people are going to be exhausted. There's six people in the match, so those first five, very exhausted. They're going to beat each other up, and that was great. I think uh, the the hottest free agent ever, LA Knight, formerly Eli Drake in uh, NWA, he was the last spot in that gauntlet. Didn't really do it correct. He came out on the mic and was kind of talking a little more than what I thought him he should really do, which was step up and really show why he was the hottest free agent. Um, he didn't really didn't really pan out. Um, actually, the person that came in second and ended up winning the match, Bronson Reed, he has a lot of potential. He's he's from Australia. He's a he's a thick boy. That's what everybody in the fans were. Everybody in the in the uh, crowd are screaming, "Thick boy!" They they just love him. He's super hot right now, and he's a super baby face. And I and I and I, and I do see him. Giving Johnny Gargano a run for his money, I don't see the title changing, but I do see a very long match, grueling match, and it's going to be down to the wire. And then right after that, it was kind of just the, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember, the uh, match lineup. Um, Really not really a big one that I remember, but the one that really stuck out was the main event. Uh, with Ra- Raquel Gonzalez kind of going away from her tag team with Dakota Kai and stepping in and going against Io Shirai, one of the best NXT women champions I've ever seen. And it was a hell of a match. I mean, Io Shirai threw every finisher at Raquel, and Raquel kicked out two and a half, two seven five. I don't know how she did it. There, um, Io Shirai has never... Had anyone kick out of her finisher, the moonsault, Raquel kicked out two. It was unreal. Um, it almost, every time she kicked out, it made me think more that they were going to change the strap and give it to Raquel. And then when I saw her kick out of that moonsault, I definitely could see that happening. And then end up, she kicks out of the moonsault and then grabs EO, brings her up for her one-arm power bomb, and then... She wins the whole. She wins the shebang. That was a great way to end night one, and then we're leading into night two, and that's where I kind of wanted to give you a full card and rundown. It's going to be wire to wire, and it's going to be one of the best, uh, especially being the second night. I mean, first night was so good. I don't know how they can top it, but we got great matches. Like I said before, we got that Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be so good, and then we got Karrion Cross, who is undefeated, coming back from an injury, going against Finn Balor, who is on one of the best runs of his career, coming back down from the main roster. He was the first ever Universal Universal Champion, then coming back to NXT, becoming the Prince, turning heel, and taking over, taking it, taking the strap from Adam Cole. Adam Cole was like the prodigy 
And everyone thought he'd be the guy with the belt for years, but it's been Finn Balor. And it's like this whole thing with Carrie and saying he's undefeated and it's it's TikTok. It's not your time, Finn. I think Finn uses that to his advantage. It's gonna be a barn burner. It could go the full sixty. I mean, who knows? Um Carrie and Cross does like long matches, but he also can beat people quick. He's got that Doomsday Sayudo cross jacket, and he's been doing this uh, elbow to the back of the head, which no one's come back kicked out of. So it's very, very interesting to kind of see how they go. And then we're also doing NXT's first uh, unsanctioned match, which is something I think they stole from AEW because AEW's done three of those already. They just had one recently with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. It was... One of the best, one of the best main events I've ever seen in my life, um, and it's crazy because those were two women, and 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 no one saw that coming. So it 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 is interesting to see that they are bringing that over to NXT, where NXT doesn't have any any say or anything. It's unsanctioned. It's going to be Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole, Trouble in Undisputed Era. Um, so, and it's, this has been going on for months, so it's going to be nice to see Kyle get out of it, get out of the shadow of Adam and Adam just keep doing what he's doing. I, 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 I don't see him going up to the main roster, but if he does, he'd be fine. He's just very, very small. But besides that, I think it, it, this is going to be one of, one of the best things for NXT. And then from there, we got this weekend, um, it would be WrestleMania. WrestleMania is two nights, so uh, a lot can happen. And what I kind of want to go down, I didn't want to go a little in, I didn't want to go into detail like I did with NXT because I don't really care for the main roster. And this is like, the, this is, goes best with the podcast. I'm kind of just hashing out everything where I think the main roster does have some some spots where they need to better themselves where there's no there's no like means to help wrestlers out there's there's a lot of means in nxt to build and help those wrestlers grow where if you come to the main roster you you have to be established a lot of the people they pull up they are they are never established and like uh lacey evans like uh Liv morgan those 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 two people were never established and they were Put, they were brought in, and no one's no one, people were like, "Why?" And I think this 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 shows with the matches that they that that um, WWE does for WrestleMania. For one example, would be the steel drum match, which I've never heard of. Um, I I don't know why they would even involve a drum in a match, but it goes with this new character for Apollo Cruz, this Nigerian descent. He's trying to he's trying to get the Intercontinental Championship from Big E. Biggie's this jolly old lucky big guy just left the New Day, which they are ten time tag team champions. And I, I I think they they try and try to put these crazy matches out for people because it's new. No, that's not how they should do it. I think they should keep it simple and and show why Apollo Cruz is a freak of nature and a great wrestler why Big E is a freak of nature and a great wrestler and just put them in the ring and have them go one one on one not involving drums not involving Nigerian soldiers like they want to do 
for Apollo Crews, and I get it for his background, his descent. I understand, but I just I don't think for a spectacle like WrestleMania, where we get this once a year, they don't need to waste time on something that people aren't really interested in. I mean, even even the last Friday, the announcers didn't really like the way they were explaining the steel drum match. It was just there was no like they were into it. There, it was they kind of just oh it's steel drum match. You put a you put whoever puts each one of the each other into a steel drum wins gets the belt. Doesn't really make any sense. Why would they even bring a steel drum into a match in the first place? Another one is um, this: why they want to incorporate pop stars, rappers every year. It's it's fine, but to have them also wrestle is another thing. I like the Miz. I like John Morrison. They are awesome tag team. One of the best. Dirt Sheet is one of the best segments ever in WWE, I think. But when they are stuck with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, and that's another going back to my NXT and the the me hashing out on the main roster, Damian Priest comes up from NXT and he's put with Bad Bunny. Damian Priest, he was a North American champion. He was in main events. He was in the um, first ever ladder match for the North American uh, title. He gets stuck with Bad Bunny, trying, and he ends up having to do most of the work this 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 Saturday because his teammate is Bad Bunny. Yeah, from interviews from Triple H, what I've heard, he Bad Bunny's been in the Performance Center ever since he's been on TV, which was what two months ago. But that's still the guy having two months of experience to Damian Priest being all around the world. It's not it's not what I think the Miz and John Morrison deserve. And I don't think it's going to be a great match. Honestly, I see the Miz and John going over, but in a fluke way, I, I don't see it being clean. Just like with the Apollo Crews Biggie, I see Biggie winning, retaining, but I don't see it being clean. So that's another thing. And then um, this, the Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, I'm sorry to be, blunt but this crap that is about to come out on saturday is crazy it's a steel cage match braun Strowman, who is six seven going against shane man who's just turned 51 and i i just think it's just it's not good for braun and his career former universal champion to go down to a level where shane in being forced to do things that braun doesn't need to do Braun's a beast. Braun needs to be in the main event. Braun needs to go against a Bobby Lashley or a Drew McIntyre and show why he is this freak, just like all the other guys on the main roster. Like, they are freaks, but they are not used correctly. And that's my kind of... Oh, and the, the, the other one I kind of want to talk about is the whole Randy Orton and the Fiend crap. That stuff is too. that's been going on too, too long. It's, I understand, Randy Orton burned him, Fiend comes back, burned, burnt mask, I understand, but why you want to involve Alexa Bliss, I, it doesn't really make sense, Randy Orton's already beat him, 
So is and is this going to be a Firefly Funhouse match, just like last WrestleMania with John Cena? Like, is it going to be cinematic? Like, we don't know. And that is also a, a, a problem I've been seeing with the main roster is there's, we don't know until it happens. And we're like, oh, that's great. Or, oh, it's, uh And then people that are on Twitter are going to just blow it apart. And that's, you know, and, and that's WWE not thinking of their audience. So that was quick on the sports entertainment talk for me. I know I kind of rambled, but that's kind of how it is for the Wednesdays. I'm going to be doing a little more talking. I'm going to be doing like what I think of this, what I think of that. And then when Chelsea comes back, she will also do the same for Wednesdays. It's like, we just kind of like talk a little more. It's totally fine. Um, other thing I wanted to kind of get into, um, big, big sports guy, uh, Big reaction to the Jets trading their QB, Sam Darnold. Um, Jets are in the same division as the Patriots. I'm a diehard Patriots fan. Crazy because I'm from Virginia. But growing up, I was a huge, huge Tom Brady fan. I mean, the dude was nothing in Michigan to being the best. I mean, it's 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 the craziest thing. And I've always followed him. But this this big this big deal with the draft coming up. I understand that the draft is huge and there are six QBs out there that are, that are probably going to go in the first round. That's really what I'm seeing. And I don't think it was the best move now for the jets. Jets just got a new coach left the Niners. He's a great defensive coordinator. He was, and now he's the head coach. Sam Darnold was injured a lot last season. I think it'd be better to kind of keep him for a year with the new coach, see if they work out together, and then trade. When you're stuck and you're trying to say, oh, if they get a good pick, like what if it's not Mac Mac Jones? Or what if it's not Justin Fields? What if it's not any of those guys they want in the draft? And they're forced with the guy from uh, North Dakota State. He's good, but... He's the reason why he's under a Mac Jones and all those guys I just said, because he's the fourth best QB. So I think that was a big issue I saw. And I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm not for the Jets. Like I said, I'm, I'm a huge Patriots fan. We're, we've had the best free agency, I think, ever this summer in, in, in the Patriots. But I just think when you want – the Jets have been nothing for years. When you want competition, I think – you bring in a new coach to see if there's different camaraderie and that, that he can bring to an already struggling team to make better. And that's what that's why I thought I was I was a little surprised. And to him to go to Carolina, that's always that's they've always had issues with QBs. Teddy Bridgewater had issues. I mean they've I mean my, my gosh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton was an MVP and then he fell down he fell down somewhere and didn't know how to play. So it's just what happens. I mean, yeah, he had some good games with the Patriots, but he didn't. He didn't know it. He threw short half the time. That's me rambling on. And then, um, then briefly to kind of get this going for for uh, Tuesday's episode, uh, the this the Deshaun Watson stuff, the allegations that are coming out. This guy wants to be re- requested to be let go from the Houston Texans. And then 26, I believe. I don't know if that's the correct number. 
I'll get the correct stuff for you guys. But um, I think 26, yeah, have women have come up and, and said that he has sexually assaulted them. That doesn't benefit him looking for a bigger contract. And even for him to be traded, it just looks at him being fired. And I'll get a little more information on that. Something that I feel like this would be a nice kind of topic to hash hash about because that is it, it's crazy to think that this guy thinks he can he can, he can get a job, but have a, have twenty some allegations. It's it's the craziest thing. But let's not dive into that. And then to to wrap everything up on my end, I mean, we are a huge 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 Marvel Disney fan. And I love, love reading about these theories. And um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just released about a couple weeks ago. And um, man, oh man, this last episode where they uh, they introduced Madripoor, this uh, famous, famous, famous setting in Marvel. And... I actually have this inside the magic.net where I found this and Magipar is pulled straight from the Marvel comics in Canon. It is the place where Wolverine first met Captain America, Steve Rogers, just like it appears in the episode. And you know, it was the craziest thing is Sharon Carter was in Magipar. Sharon Carter's blood to Steve Rogers. It is the weirdest thing. And then Wolverine is a mutant, is part of the X-Men. Is this the is this the crutch we needed? Is this the is this the little thing that that gets the ball rolling for the X-Men to come to to the MCU? This is crazy. It it, it is wild to me. And then um the this Baron Zemo guy is the best and apparently um they went to go see the power broker who's who is stealing these vaccines for super soldiers and this group called the flag smashers stole those from the power broker to help others to help um it was a i I don't know if it was someone's mom but it was someone who was very sick and they actually used those vex those formulas on themselves so these flag smashers are super soldiers and what's going on is they're going to Madripoor to find the power broker to understand why this is happening and it's crazy because they also go and see this person who I had her name here we go Selby now Selby um now this is a crazy thing what I what I what I found. Selby shares a name with a member of Shrife's Mutant Liberation Front, Mutant. X-Men are mutants. This is all in this Madripoor setting. These little Easter eggs that is like I was doing this when WandaVision was out. Man, they, they, if, I, if I saw a fly on the wall in WandaVision, I'm thinking that's Mephisto. So, yeah, that's how I was I was rolling with, man, I'm seeing this girl looks familiar. She's Selby. She has some little, um, she has some thing to do with the power broker, but then she also has something to do with Magipore. Magipore is also where X-Men were first introduced. Wolverine. 
where Wolverine first met one of the best Avengers and Steve Rogers. It's crazy to find the correlation. And then another one that I found. And I think that there's going to be a lot of problems on that end. Especially if they do find out that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Because I think John Walker, this new Captain America, is going to find that out and not say anything. That's another thing I do see happening. And then I see issues where... Basically, Bucky, Sam, and Zemo need to get that freaking shield back. That's what I'm. That's what I need. To, that's what I basically am summing it all up. They got to get that shield back. They're gonna get. They're gonna go out to the Flag Smashers. This Super Soldier Serum needs to not be made, and then um, hopefully everything is fine. I mean, I would. It would be cool to see Sharon be the power broker but then i would i would also not like that because then she'd be a villain and she would and she was just she's just such a badass it's what she is i mean emily van camp she's a great actress she was awesome in revenge love that show so that it's cool to see her kind of take that badass role back i think this definitely fits her and it yes not saying that her being the power broker would not make her badass it would but it also make her the villain and that's what i think we'd we don't want but as us being fans we do see that happening because there was that little quick little scene where she got into a car and talked we got we, we got issues didn't explain what issues but it's 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 issues that she talked about so that's going to be very interesting and then to quickly just wrap up everything um I will go in a little more detail on the whole WrestleMania next week, what I thought of it, and then Chelsea will be back. We're gonna, like I said, we're gonna be doing um, a reaction to the re- the Taylor Taylor Swift remastered Fearless tomorrow. That that is gonna come out, and um, then we're gonna be we're gonna be back. We're gonna be doing our I can't segment on Monday, sorry Tuesday. And then um, we're going to be doing we're going to be doing our first restaurant of the week next week, um, and we are going to start our restaurant wars for Thursday. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We are everywhere on where you can get podcasts, uh, and I hope I hope you guys have a great night. And I will talk to you next week.